You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge on the Mighty 1290 Coil, the Mighty1290Coil.com, and the Mighty 1290 Coil mobile app. Once again, here's Sean McGuire. Welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge, 402-342-1290. If you'd like to join the conversation with guest co-host Alan Hager and our uh, favorite wellness contributor uh, out in uh, lovely uh, Columbus, Ohio, joining us on the program is Aaron Morrow, president of Wellness Innovations. Uh, great to have you on the program again. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? Thanks for having me again. Oh, yeah. Not too bad. Not too bad. Good. We're, we're Good. looking forward to uh, talk about wellness in the first segment. And on the show, we've talked a little bit about uh, rural health care, and we, we visited a little bit about that. But uh, what's going on in, in your neck of the woods from a wellness perspective, and um, you know what's new in your life? Well, I think there's a, a lot of exciting things going on with wellness and healthcare these days. Um, obviously, the EEOC just handed down um, some rulings on the Affordable Care Act and some clarifications on that, and, and those will continue to come down. Um, but I think, you know, from you know getting outside of the regulation standpoint, I think there's a lot of really good things happening in, in the wellness and healthcare space right now, because I think that companies are really starting to take notice that something new and innovative mm-hmm. needs to be in place for their, their corporate wellness program or even people's individual programs. And I think people are starting to now act outside the box um, and, and get away from the traditional, you know, boring, stale, uh, you know, wellness things that have been going on in the past and, and trying to create some new, new really cool programs that really make employees and, and their dependents engaged. Exactly, exactly. You mentioned the EEOC. Let's take a, a little bit closer look at that. Um, can you explain to the audience what, what happened and, and why that's kind of a, a, a big deal? Well, I think um, it was very important because a lot of employers have been afraid to institute a, a full-blown wellness program with a lot of uh, the incentives and goal-based or results-based programming because the, the language of the Affordable Care Act is very vague uh, in, in some spaces. And I think a lot of that held back a lot of employers from, from you know, really going, you know, full-blown on, on a program that is, you know, high-impact. And the EEOC um, clarified a lot of that stuff from the Affordable Care Act that was making employees employers a little bit shaky. So that so that was good, and I think it all came down in the employer's favor. They did want some further clarification on some of them. Um, the EEOC did, and so they were going to open up the floor for an additional 60 days uh, to get comments mm-hmm. from from the from from the country, basically. And then they're going to hand down their final ruling. I can't remember the exact date. It's somewhere around June 19th um, on, on clarifications. So they did want to revisit some other points. But I think overall, I think everything is going to um, to stand uh, as far as the, the final wellness rules go in the Affordable Care Act. And I think employers now really have a green light to, um, to institute a high-impact program that's results-based and not be afraid We're- of ramifications. How, so how, how do you think the ruling is going to affect uh, your guys' approach? You're working with businesses uh, on wellness. Is, is, it, is it going to help you guys, do you think, the ruling? We definitely have seen an upswing in, in potential clients that have reached out to us and that are ready to institute those high-impact programs. Mm-hmm. And I think what's even more exciting now is that we have had an upswing in terms of health plan brokers and other you know potential partnerships that they they've been reaching out to us because they I think they understand now that um, a partnership with someone like Wellness Innovations who can provide a full scale um, high impact wellness program that is in compliance with the Affordable Care Act and also has a risk management strategy and a claims integration 
And so us partnering with brokers, it's, it's, it's a very natural fit. And so um, we have definitely seen an upswing uh, in the broker space um, for those professionals that want to partner with us to mm-hmm. serve, serve clients. We're talking with Aaron Morrow, president of Wellness Innovations out in uh, Columbus, Ohio, here on America's Healthcare Challenge. Alan, you got a question? Well, Aaron, great to talk to you uh, uh, today. And uh, uh, it has to do with uh, the employee. And mm-hmm. how how are the employees reacting to uh, the change in incentives uh, by uh, both the Affordable Care Act and the employer? And is are these making a true impact, or is it just something that is yet another, uh, so to speak, uh, situation where we're just creating another layer here? Sure, those are great questions. Um, to address your first question, how are employees responding to you know the ACA and these programs that are instituted by their employer? I think that really really boils down to how well it is communicated, and uh, right. that's one of the things that we do really well is we analyze the culture of the workforce um, when we first start a program with a client because there are all different types of geographical locations, demographics. You often have different demographics within the same organization. You have um, sometimes older populations. You have younger populations, predominantly male, predominantly female. So you have to take all that into account. Um, Also, you know, are you tech savvy or are you, you know, in a more traditional service industry? All those things need to be taken into account into how well you communicate this to employees. And I think if you do that well, if you communicate it well, the reasoning behind instituting these results-based programs that they understand that, A, it's a, it's a way to control health care costs and to stabilize those increases that the employers have been seeing, and B, it's a way for them to really um, make an impact with their health and with their lifestyle. And so once you can get them to understand that and then they see their, their premiums decrease and, and their health care costs decline, then I think that they're really, really on board with that. So what type yeah. of incentives do you see uh employee or employ the employees actually grabbing gravitating to the most um I, I think that they definitely want more options and better options in regards to their benefits plan and so we have definitely seen a change um in how we work with the brokers we we work a lot with self-funded plans and so we're helping brokers um do more things with the carve outs or the extras that we're um you know putting in their benefits package as an option for them wellness just being one of them I think that we're also seeing a, a movement now towards uh, a healthy work-life balance, and that was something that was, you know, sorely um, under-addressed in the past. I think we're seeing now, um, you know, America has this, uh, you know, work harder, work harder, work harder, don't take time off. And when you do take time off, you're still plugged into your smartphones and your tablets. And uh, there's, there's been a lot of studies. Uh, the landmark Framingham Heart Study um, is, is a big, long-running cardiovascular disease study showed that men who didn't take a vacation were 30% more likely to have heart attacks compared to men who took an annual vacation. And so that's Jeez, very important. That's scary so for me to hear. <laughs> so, <you know. laughs> yep. Yeah. So, so we're starting to institute, um, you know, vacation days um, and, and, and PTO days and, and putting incentives in place for employees to take advantage of that. So that's um, one really big incentive that, that we're seeing employees latch on to. Stress management programs are another big one. I mean, stress right now is, causing employ costing employers just billions and billions of dollars a year and we're actually able to quantify um, if we have some information on you know that their sick days and some of their claims data we can actually quantify how much really stress is costing an employer and then obviously address that with certain programs and so that's a big one that we're seeing now too so we're really seeing an evolution from the you know that like I said the old stale wellness things of you know um, 
uh, gym memberships and, and lunch and learns and things like that, which they could still have a good place. Um, but we're seeing, you know, more innovative ideas really to get employees engaged and to latch on to these incentives. And then obviously the big one is um, the savings on their health care premiums, deductible plans, um, HSAs. So we can, you know, really put these really cool wellness tools in their hands, but then also show them, you know, how they can save on their health care costs as well, both the employer and the employee. So when we talk about wellness, we should be talking about whole health. And within that, uh, mental health has been neglected for 20 or 30, maybe even 40 years. Right. So uh, how are wellness programs such as yours uh, addressing that uh, realm, which has been neglected for so long? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. I think it, just, it comes down to customization. So a lot of wellness companies out there, they're a, a one-size-fits-all solution, or, or they're, what they try to do is they try to bend the needs of an, a client organization to their program and how it's going to be most profitable for them, rather than seeing or, or putting in place a, a customizable solution. I mean, kind of like what I said before, every, every client company is different, and you're going to have different demographics within that organization. Every employee is going to have different needs. They're going to have different um, medical histories and different backgrounds and, and different drivers, different things that move them. So it's all about um, putting customization, customized wellness programs in the hands of the employees that are going to, A, address their needs based on certain health markers that we're finding in the, in the screenings, but also the things that are really going to you know, make them tick and make them make that lifestyle change and help them create that healthy work-life balance. And so, you know, for many of them, it's, you know, like I said, these vacation days or PTOs or stress management programs, um, personal and strategic coaching we find is very beneficial because we, we, we like to put one of coaches on site, in person, you know, right in front of those employees, even if it's just for five minutes at a time, you know, once or twice a month. Uh, that makes a lot more impact than having, for example, a nurse call-in hotline that employees very rarely take advantage of anyway and don't provide a holistic approach to their work-life balance and a healthy lifestyle. Right, right. We're talking with Aaron Morrow, president of Wellness Innovations. Um, one of the examples you, you were talking to me about is um, you, you're working with a firehouse, weren't you, a, a fire department? Mm -hmm, yes. And um, yep. you talk about that example and some of the things you're able to do. I think it's you know important uh, for many reasons, but uh, in particular – you know, because of, you know, it's public funding that, that goes to that, and you're able to save them a lot, weren't you? Right, right, yeah. We're still working through that, so we can't give um, actual figures. But I think, you know, going back to where each each client is different, um, we had to just, you know, step back and look at what issues they were they were facing. Um, so, you know, all fire departments are, you know, pretty much the same in how they work. So, you know, they're 24 on, 48 off, um, or, you know, some some variation of that. So their lifestyles are very hectic. It's hard for them to get into a regular routine. Mm -hmm. And so we couldn't address, you know, typical nutrition programs and, and, and programs like that that, that we could in a, in a typical nine-to-five setting. And so, you know, like I said, a customized wellness program has to be very flexible. It has to be suited to the individual company and then all the individual employees and then also the dependents on the health plan as well because we have found in the past that, you know, oftentimes the dependents are accounting for a higher percentage of the claims than the actual employees are. So to not address what's going on in the family unit outside of the work um, workplace is, is a big mistake. Right, right. Definitely. Hey, can you hang out for another segment? 
Sure, sure, okay. that's fine. Let's, do, uh, let's take a time out more with Aaron Morrow. We're going to talk uh, a little bit about uh, wellness in rural areas like we, we visit about and also um, some things with nutrition with guest co-host Alan Hager. I am Sean McGuire. You're listening to America's Healthcare Challenge. We'll be right back. 